Welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays by the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on supply trends, category updates, brand awareness, and what's hot in the market. Join us each week from San Francisco Bay, California, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Dan, the Produce Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays on this lovely Friday in July. I'm Dan, the Produce Man, fresh back from the Organic Produce Summit in Monterey, California. And what a show it was. I've always enjoyed the Fresh Produce Summit. It's one of my favorite shows. And hey, how can you beat beautiful Monterey, California? It was a heck of a week because after after the show in Monterey, I had to drive up to Sacramento and do a presentation at a large food service company for their sales staff, and that was a lot of fun as well. So it's been a busy week for me, and today I'm here with you. Folks, today's Fresh from the Field Fridays is brought to you by the Produce Industry Podcast and sponsored by Buck Naked Onions, Equifruit, the only banana you should buy. Fresh Cravings, bringing delicious fresh salsa to your produce department. Look for it in the stores. And the London Fruit Company, bringing us delicious, nutritious, juicy, sweet mangoes. Folks, it's a beautiful time of the year. It's my favorite time of the year. I know I say that all the time, don't I? But it really is. Look, July is a great month, especially right now. I just bought a whole bag of Elegant Lady Yellow Peaches. Oh, I love them. They're absolutely delicious. Freestone variety, tasty, juicy, big. Oh my goodness. This month will also give us the Suncrest Peach, the Angelus Peach, the Fay Alberta Peach, and then at the end of the month, the O'Henry Peach. Now those are all yellow varieties, old varieties. The Angelus and the Fay Alberta, you're not going to find them in many large grocery stores. The old Henry, you will. It holds up better. But as those come to the market, as they're harvested and packed and shipped out, we'll be talking about those. But for now, it's the Elegant Lady Peach, and the Pluot varieties are starting. My favorites are coming at the end of the month as well, and that is Flavor Queen and Flavor King, and we'll talk about those then. Uh, But right now, I want to step into the vegetable side, because there's some really good green beans out there, and every state has their local farms and their local areas that they can buy farm fresh produce from. And green beans are no exception. Yo, know, I remember working in produce, here we go again, I know, several decades ago. And we used to get a green bean called Kentucky Wonder. It was a flatter green bean. It was very common for a while, but it rusted very easily. So moisture will rust the green beans and they'll get these brown marks on them make them undesirable for sales. Uh, It didn't really affect the eating quality, but it did affect the appearance. And so I think that bean went by the wayside to bring us more round, blue lake looking type green beans. Green beans, are they're pretty much native here to the Americas. Explorers discovered uh, the indigenous folks growing green beans in southern Mexico, Central America in the early 1500s. And they developed this kind of cool method for growing the beans that's worth mentioning here. They would plant corn on 
like a mound, and then they would plant three to four green bean plants around it. And as the corn grew, the, pl- the green beans would attach to the corn stalk, and the plants grew up together interlaced. And so you've got this corn stalk acting like a bean pole that's producing corn and four plants of green beans on it, giving you green beans. Kind of cool. And they start here in California right as early as Easter from the Imperial Valley. But the season really begins in May out of Oxnard and Watson in that area and I just want to go over a couple of varieties. So we're going to start with the French bean known as Haricot Var, Haricot Ver, spelled H-A-R-I-C-O-T. Another word is V-E-R-T. Haricover. And it just means string bean in French. They're picked while they're still small and thin and usually long and straight and tend very, very tender in texture, but crisp and very tasty. So you got this tender crispness to them. And they used to be served quite a bit at high-end restaurants. They pretty much become mainstream, popular with chefs, but also in retail stands, in packages, and then, of course, at farmer's markets. You're going to find them everywhere. Those are the baby little green beans, nice and small and absolutely tasty. Give them a shot. Yellow wax beans. Um, They're also French beans. They're light green beans, and they are crisp, but they're milder in flavor. A lot of chefs prefer prefer them over green beans because they make a very attractive presentation. They're also the bean of choice in pickled vegetables because unlike their green counterpart, they don't fade in color. (laughs) So it's perfect. They dehydrate very rapidly on a retail stand. So if you're a retailer or if you buy them at a retail establishment, you have to use them up. They're not going to hold up sitting in your refrigerator for a week. One, the bag will sweat and they'll start to decay. But two, they dehydrate. They lose their moisture very fast and they become very ugly. So retailers know this. That's probably why they only handle a small amount at a time. Consumers, Buy them and use them. If you're going to use yellow wax beans, buy them and use them. Don't try it and hang on to them. Purple beans, also, they're still kind of considered a specialty item, although they're making a crossover into mainstream. Purple greens are very, very lovely in color and form, and they make an excellent presentation raw. Unfortunately, they do turn green with the slightest amount of heat, so slightly blanching them will keep a little bit of the purple color. But I think it was Laura uh, McIntosh that was on a couple months ago, and she said, I think it was either lemon juice or white vinegar added to the water will help retain some of the color in purple vegetables. But these are great, you know, just a raw as a um, crudité. Put them on a crudité with other beans, with hummus and dip and whatever else. Absolutely delicious and very, very tender. And then there's our round blue lake type green beans, that regular green beans that are that we see in the stores all the time. And a good bean, it'll snap when it's broken in half. So what you want to do with all the green beans is avoid anything that's dull in color, brown spots on the ends, and then there's over mature beans that'll be very, very tough. Those, you know, we used to call them horse beans or feed those to the horses. And the bean inside the pod will be very mature tour it'll resemble a shelling bean almost in fact they're just tough and they've lost their flavor so that is three or four varieties of green beans now you've got a lot of nutrition like vitamin A, fiber, potassium, folate, iron, magnesium, thiamine, riboflavin, copper, calcium, phosphorus, protein, omega-3 fatty acids, and niacin. 
all that in your green beans. So that's why your mom always told you, eat your green beans. Commercial green beans are they're available year-round from California, Mexico, Florida, and just about every state in the country grows them. But right now in the heart of our local green bean crop, the freshest and tastiest green beans is what you should find in your favorite produce stand in your supermarkets this time of the year. All right, there's a video on my YouTube channel and I believe my Rumble channel called Tasty Romano Italian Beans. I show you how to pick them out and there's a dish that I made. The Romano or Italian bean, it's that flat stringless bean that ranges from about a half an inch to three-fourths of an inch in width. And depending on where it's from, it's five to seven inches in length. Now, throughout the winter and spring, we get them out of Mexico, and they always tend to be a lot longer than our local ones. Right now, we're getting local ones, and they're the more of the five-inch ones and kind of curvy. Doesn't matter. The flavor on these and the texture is amazing. There's a lot of recipes on the internet that are telling you to cook these things for just a few minutes, but this bean is usually a little tough when it's raw, though can be tender too. How you want to cook this bean. You don't want to cook the Romano bean al dente. It steams up nice, tender, meaty, with a mild, waxy texture and a slightly sweet flavor. You don't want to overcook it. You don't want to undercook it. If you like them slightly cooked, that's fine. I find that you've got better flavor when they are more waxy, which I would say at least 20 minutes after the water gets boiling. They say 10 minutes in, in some of these recipes. I, I would go longer. I'll tell you what I really like to do is you take heirloom tomatoes. And the reason I use the heirlooms is because there's a lot of juice and water in heirloom tomatoes and a lot of flavor. You cut those up. Up, add in some garlic, spices, herbs, whatever you like, uh, Italian seasoning, onions, and then you cut these uh, Italian beans up in a you know, half inch pieces, maybe a little bit longer. Throw them in there with the tomatoes in a saucepan. Put the lid on the saucepan, put it on low heat, and just let all that cook down together for about oh, close to an hour just slowly. And what you will get is this amazing, amazing flavor. You pull those out, you've got the tomatoes, you've got the, the garlic and the onions and the herbs, and you've got the beans. You can then you, you add some olive oil to that. You can put that over pasta or you can eat it just like that. I'm telling you, these Italian Romano beans, if you haven't tried them, they're out of sight. Get them. There's also yellow ones, which I haven't seen in, in a long time, and there's purple Romano beans as well, and I haven't seen those in a long time. But whatever way you do it, try the Italian Romanos, and I'm telling you, it's heaven. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsors, and when we come back, we're going to have a pickled green bean recipe from Nicholas Kale, who joined us a few weeks ago, and you'll get to hear him in his fantastic pickled green bean recipe. Don't go away. Welcome to Equifruit, an importer and marketer of fresh bananas. Equifruit is committed to 100% fair trade, which means no crummy wages, super safe working conditions, and nothing but love for the ladies. Driving innovation through impossible to ignore merchandising, Equifruit is the only banana you should buy. Everyone, we have an APP out on a buck naked onion. This onion is produced by Owyhee Produce, so we have to be on the lookout. Whether you're a retailer, food service distributor, or a wholesaler, this onion is whole, it's hearted, and it's buck naked, everyone. To all you civilians out there, please, let's catch this buck naked onion.
folks. Welcome back. Dan, the produce man here, fresh from the field Fridays from the produce industry podcast. And we are talking green beans. And so a few weeks ago, well, maybe last month, we had Nicholas Kale on. That's K-A-E-L, not kale, but kale. And he's a self-made chef who's done really good for himself here in the Bay Area. And he had a pickling green bean recipe that he shared with us. Unfortunately, it didn't make it to that program because of timing, but here it is today. We at the restaurant right now, we have pickle plate on the menu. So I really like pickling green beans. It's something that my great aunt Ethel used to do. She used to call them pickled dilly beans. You know, I just love getting fresh beans and and I'll pickle them and just, I I like for the beans, just distilled vinegar. You know, normally I'll do some sweet pickles, but with the green beans, I'll keep it no sugar and I'll just do some vinegar, water, salt, a little bit of crushed garlic and red pepper with a bunch of dill in there. And I like pickling my, my green beans, you know, when they're, when they're fresh and I can still have them for months. Yeah, fine pickling dill uh, is getting harder and harder too. I used to carry it in my store, long, long uh, bunches of pickling dill, and it's just mm-hmm. over the years, it's just kind of become more and more rare. But you could probably find it at really? farmers markets and specialty produce stands. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that in there. And if you can find it, that that's what I like to do when I'm pickling my beans. I, I like to do it with just. You know, real standard with with some dill, garlic, maybe some red pepper flakes. Do you have to cook this? Do you? Uh, I mean, how do you how do you do this? You gotta obviously snip the beans on each end, but to prepare the solution that you pickle them in, how's it? So generally, what I'll do, rule of thumb, is um, I'll do. It, it kind of depends, right? When you're pickling things, you can make it more acidic and use more vinegar, or you can use more water to vinegar, and you can kind of play around with what you like and what in terms of your taste profile. But I'll normally do about two thirds vinegar, one third water. And then I'll put for maybe a quart of vinegar or a quart of brine, I'll put probably like two or three tablespoons of kosher salt. And then, you know, just a couple of garlic cloves crushed up. And what you do is you get everything together and you bring it to a boil, right? And then you'll just have your beans in a jar. You don't do anything to them other than just snip the tops. And you can, honestly, you can just leave them on if you want to. Um, and you bring the, the brine, the pickling brine to a boil, pour it over top you know, in a jar and put the lid on and you're done. And how long do you let them sit for? And how come it doesn't break the glass? The hot boiling liquid. Um, You know, I I guess you got to find the right, you know, get some, you get used to canning jars, right? Everybody has those. You don't want to get real thin glass, I, I recommend, but you know, any of those ball or mason jars and stuff like that are real good for pickling and, you know, yeah, I just, uh, I pour the hot brine from a boil right onto the beans. I'll let it sit until it gets to uh, room temperature, and then you pop them in the fridge, and they'll last you, you know, about a month, month and a half, you know, if you do it. If you want beans like this in- into the winter months, we usually have, in this location of California, we usually have fresh green beans all the way up into November. So you have all that time to do this so that when Nicholas says it lasts a couple of months, you can have them last into the winter and enjoy your summer beans throughout the winter. The other thing, I'll just give you one more quick way that I like to prepare beans. Basically, I'll blanch them for about a minute and then uh, just in a hot pan with some oil. After they've been blanched and dried, you just saute them in a hot pan until they get some color with a little bit of salt and Ooh, lemon. Yes. And, and, and that's another real easy preparation for the beans that I think everyone enjoys, you know, just a little salt and lemon 
on some sauteed beans. That blanching that you mentioned is key to keeping them from getting really chewy when you cook them. Like I've... I made a mistake of roasting some in the oven one time. They turned out fine. They were really crispy. Nobody else liked them, but I did, so I ate them. And you know, another way, too, if you don't want to take the time to boil salted water, another quick way to get around blanching is you can actually freeze the green beans. You freeze them, and then you thaw them out. And what happens is people don't like to freeze their vegetables, Right. right? But what happens is it's just a way to, when you freeze them, it breaks down the cell walls, right? When they get frozen and it's a pseudo blanch technique. So you can just pull them out of the freezer, thaw them, and then you can hit them in the pan and it's basically- Well, there you go for you folks who don't want the salt. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this week's Fresh from the Field Fridays. Be sure to tune in to the Produce Industry Podcast every Monday with Patrick Kelly, as well as the Produce Industry Show on his YouTube channel. Also, download the Produce Industry app. you got to have that. Put that on your phone or your tablet. It's a great resource. And check out my YouTube and Rumble pages called Dan the Produce Man, and all my social media can be found at danttheproduceman.com. Until next week, this is Dan the Produce Man reminding you that it's always best when you get it fresh. You've been listening to Fresh from the Field Fridays with Dan the Produce Man. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Produce Industry Podcast and at Dan the Produce Man. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.